This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. remember the big moments in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Silverado. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie, Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I'm your gracious host. Alongside me, the perpendicular, splendid, understood, misunderstood, back-ended, bag-ended, secret in the water, totally taking a toe to the tans. <laughs> Justin Waddell, how's it going? I mean, it's great. I'm here. We're at Brownwall. Live and in person. I'm seeing your face. That's right. Up close, not through a computer screen. It's yeah. Nice. It's nice. Watched the film together and now recording together in the room that made it all happen. I know. Big and deal. It's a big deal. And it's, uh, we haven't done this much in the last, what, two years? Yeah. Oh, man. COVID's uh, had the upper hand, you know? It's all right. For the Le- most part, I think it's been a boon for society, <laughs> right? Yeah, it seems like a, a net positive. <laughs> yeah. No. Nick, I do have something to bring up. All right. Yesterday, at the end of my work day, my dog comes in covered in <laughs> covered in urine, <laughs> and uh, what looked like uh, yellow, you know, urine yeah. on her fur. And uh, the the neighbor dog had peed through the fence in a show of um, dominance mm-hmm. and peed on my dog. And and my dog just <laughs> stood there and ex- <laughs> accepted it. I was like, at least you could try. I was so angry. I of course give the, my poor dog a bath. My do- my dog loves just loves the other dogs on the other side of the fence and just tries to befriend them and and run along the fence. So they'll but all they do is just there's two of them. I guess one of them aims pee at, at her. What kind of German dog do you have? <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out ways to punish that dog on the other side. The dog's name is Bongo, by the way. Oh my God! Is your not, dog's not name my dog? Not Shirley my dog. Manson. <laughs> uh, my dog is uh, missed. Oh, I mean, pissed. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's that's just a little thing that's going on in my life. I have a. I never thought I'd have that problem. Yeah. You know, it's a good problem though. I mean, have you been... ever have you ever had a problem with a neighboring animal that would not really. like that? I've had bad neighbors that that, that that didn't take let their dogs in you know they'd keep mm-hmm. them out all time but no no i didn't have any of that good stuff happen my dog is good i one thing that my dog's a little hyper but likes to get a bath like i, I know some dogs don't and my dog does not mind getting a bath so i i appreciate that at least that's easy and you don't have to like wrestle her yeah and make that happen so she's a sweetie i wish she wouldn't get peed on did she seem upset no well then maybe it's a, <laughs> maybe it's the top the i best think she, part of her week I think the other dog's trying to dominate her, and she doesn't care. Like, she just wants to have friends, you know? That's it's sad. Now they're going to have to keep one-upping themselves, though, you know? Right. Just be ready for it. Yeah, I'm still angry about it. How did your wife react? 
I mean, she was busy, you know, so I had, like, it was like, you know, I just had to take, she was, I think she was cooking or something, and I said the dog got peed on, you know, and she's like, yeah, it's Thursday. <laughs> what, how about you, how's, how's it going? You traveled this week? I flew to Miami and back. And you had a good time? I mean, I know yeah. it was work, but you mm-hmm. get you got to do a little, I mean, it was some fun <clears> stuff. It, I had some of the, I had one of the best meals I've had in my life at a Peruvian restaurant. Okay, what did you have? There was an appetizer that was like this rice with this really good beef on it, and then they had like a fried egg on top of it, and it was with spices and all that. And then uh, the guy that we went with, we took a client who is Peruvian, and uh, everything was good. I had a, a really interesting soup that had all the seafood in it, and um, yeah. everything was good. Literally, everything was good. So did he recommend the food, or did you just pick? You I did? picked because, I, I mean, I know I know a lot of that food, and the menu, there was literally no bad choices on the whole thing. Right. And the guy, my rep that was with us, he had never eaten Peruvian food, so it was a, a new adventure. I'm not sure. Like, I'm not sure I have. I'm sure you have. We have a Peruvian friend, obviously, who has. Uh, he's been a good. I actually bounced some ideas off of him when I was at the restaurant. But you've had ceviche. I have, which is Peruvian. Is it? Yeah. And then there's a lot of there's so much bastardization in food anyway. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's you know if you look at there's always like you know Thai influence always works its way into things. The Indian like there's just you know it's a melting pot, and and everything was just really special. And I had some authentic Peruvian soda. Oh, it was all good. What kind of soda did you have? Is it lime based? It was. It was their version of a cream soda. It, oh, it tasted like they yeah. called it something else, but that's what it reminded me of, and it was delightful. And of course, there's they have a cocktail that's called the Pisco Sour, which is really good. Caesar, our friend, has used to make those when we hang out. Caesar, I haven't seen him for a while. I'd like to. He travels a lot. He does. Anything? Any big plans to see? Uh, any movies? In the theater? There's, I have that damn AMC thing, and I haven't used it for months. Right. And I want to see Moonfall. I want to see... Jackass? I do. I, I want to see that. And, I, and I'll probably end up seeing Uncharted at some point. Right, right, right. Is that, did that get mediocre reviews? It, it got reviews? mediocre reviews. Yeah. I mean, you have to... There was nothing about it that seems spectacular. Even the game is such... It, it's fun, but it's just a rehash. Who's the director? Ruben Fleischer. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I'm going to take my son to see the, that Spider-Man movie finally tomorrow. Oh, my God. It's so good. You saw it. I have not. Oh, my shit. I made you spoil it for me, remember? I don't... Oh, yeah. Yeah, Uncle Ben dies. Yeah, it was funny. Me and my daughter were at the store today, and they we saw that they have a pop cap of the Green Goblin from Spider-Verse, and she's... My daughter's real into Green Goblin now, and so uh, that's a that's a rewatch that has to happen soon, because we didn't remember how big he was in the movie, how big a deal. In the original? In the original. Yeah, yeah. Orig- you mean the Tobey Maguire no, no, the, the Spider-Verse, Into the Spider-Verse. I don't remember that either. But I, when I saw the design, it, it was familiar. So. Okay. And it, any, any excuse to watch that movie again is a good one. I thought the bad guys in that were, was Kingpin and right. Doc, oh. Doc Ock. Green Goblin's in that? He's I in there. I don't even remember. Yeah. No point in beating around the old bush. I mean, we're here for a reason. It's a movie microscope. It's a show we zoom in. We get perturbed in the bushes. We understand the magnet science. We wake up and... Stick fried into our belly. We run backwards through the sauce. We get hard when it's night. We push a wheelchair into the sun. <laughs> we clam bake. Put the pants on. Strap out. Find a horse with a huge dick and <laughs> see what makes or breaks. Watch a movie through the distorted aluminum eyes of God. Shed our skins and retrophase. See what makes or breaks. Share with the likes of the listener. You know, so if we're talking about Under the Volcano. We wouldn't talk about the scene where Albert Finney comes lava all over the backs of everybody involved, dropping a poop bomb, <laughs> giving old Jacqueline Bissett the what for. Talk about the little moments. And today's feature, my friend, is a loaded with little moments film. 
Larry Kazan's Silverado, 1985's unsung masterpiece. Um, What's your relationship with this? Man, thing? that's a good question. I haven't seen this movie for a long time, but I do remember that I bought the special edition DVD when it came out probably, what, 15 years ago yeah. now? I, I watched this movie, I'm sure, on VHS way back in the day mm-hmm. on a VCR that I still have because I can't, I can't get rid of it because my mom, I just remember watching Aliens with my mom. <laughs> and so I just, and she, when I was super young and she rented it. Uh, I don't know how super young I was when Aliens came out, but... 85 or 6. Because right? I wasn't that super young, but she watched it with me, and I still have that. So I'm sure I watched a lot of great movies on that, that VCR, and that's... that's I know Silverado is among them, and I loved it. That VCR is probably worth a fortune now. It doesn't work, oh, I'm sure. I, it already had problems when I when I was when it's still in circulation. Anyway, yeah, that's and I loved the movie when I first saw it. I remember, co- you know, one of the things I remember from this movie. I didn't remember a lot of it when we watched it just now, but I remember Costner uh, riding across that porch on his horse <laughs> at the end. That's like the one visual for some reason that stuck with me. Uh, and then Danny Glover with the, with the the two rifles. Uh, what about you? What's your what's your relationship? I saw this in the theater. I saw it many times on VHS and DVD, and it's one of those, it's a, it's a bucket list movie for me. It's one of my favorite Westerns of all time, for sure, but also one of my favorite movies. I, I, I remember call, I kept selling it as the Star Wars of Westerns. That was my big pitch for it, right. and it's not really that, but there's something about it that marries the old school Western kind of mentality with a much more fun and, at the time, fast-paced storytelling style and it's aged really well i mean i remember there was something cool about this movie when it came out right like it it had a different vibe to it right i don't know what what was the difference was it just because it had like it was like more comical than some westerns or something? i think it was just it was more playful yeah i just think the characters were so fun they cast it perfectly they did i mean the cast is amazing and one thing i didn't remember was how pretty it was. Like I remember, like the cast was great, but there's such great shots in this movie. Like I, did, you know, that it just seems. I don't know. Just it felt like it. it he, you know, Kasdan was really, you know, couldn't wait to shoot like the frontier, you know, and uh, and it does seem influenced by obviously the look of um, what's the western that Robert Altman did that everybody always loves. Uh, uh, McCabe and Miss Miller. M- McCabe and Miss. Yeah, the 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 the, the costumes in this. The there's, I mean, there's there's a. The, the, go down the entire litany of great westerns, and there's a little influence. Oh yeah, I know, but it just seems at least the look of it, and then I think there's a really quiet man vibe from that opening scene. I thought, mm-hmm. yeah, and there's a there's like some specific shots that relate to like I think I don't know just other westerns. Even though time, you know, we've been given a lot more crackerjack paced westerns since, there's still something about it that feels vibrant. But once again, the fact that nearly everybody in it went on to have a really good career who are still having good careers a lot of them it, to see them at, at this stage doing really good work and Kazdan was at, at peak in peak form I mean he had just written what Empire and what did what did he done Big Chill did Big Chill yeah he had done Big Chill I think this may have followed that well he the reason Costner's in this is because yeah. he, cut, he cut him out of Big Chill right so yeah. um, he made it he more than made it up to Costner I'd say yeah this and wider, yeah, which is a good movie that people don't appreciate because Tombstone. It had the misfortune of yeah coming out, and Tombstone was like kind of an unexpected. You know, I think Wide Earp was the one that everybody's like, well, it's going to bury Tombstone. Well, I mean, Tombstone is very much like Silverado. It's it's fun. It's you know, it's quotable and it's you know, it's pre- a little bit more epic, obviously, but more 
self-serious i think obviously it's not so i don't think it's i don't think it's that well made a movie though by any stretch who's the love interest dan delaney she was one of them yeah oh there's many well there's other there's another she's the actress there's somebody else in it joanna going is the actress in white earp i think oh it's not the delaney no in tombstone i think it's dana delaney oh that's right okay i got it mixed up it's a, it's a junk food western that happens to have Val Kilmer just destroying and Sam Elliott and... and uh, I was talking about Herb. I, uh, I remember less about it. I remember... I know Mara Winningham was the wife in Wyatt Herb. I remember that Quaid put himself through hell to, to lose all this weight yeah. and just like to appear sickly and then Kilmer was the more memorable of the Yeah, two. although he does have that you can kiss my rebel dick line. Oh, you know? Quaid does. Is, is, Quaid, is Quaid great in that He's movie? He's great in it. He's yeah. so great in it. I don't remember, and I don't remember like I, Mike. I, I get them mixed up, which like Mike Madsen and Lyndon Ashby, and uh, they're like they all blend together. Like Sam Elliott, they're, I don't know who is in which film at this point. Right, right. But they're they're all great. Sam it's, Elliott being Tombstone, wonderful stuff. I mean, obviously, Mister Kurt Russell's no pushover. No, skin it, skin that smoke wagon. Yeah, yeah. Silverado, however, is uh, is an original story written by Lawrence and his brother Mark. Mark Hasden. Yeah, who went on to, uh, well, we don't know. <laughs> we can't zoom in that hard. Yeah. He, I think he he basically just put his head, hands behind his, his head, laid back, and said, I did it. And that was it for him. You think it's a one and done for him? Yeah. I think Jake probably gave him a couple of phone calls for advice on Zero Effect. I wonder if uh, Mark has a similar voice to uh, Larry Kasdan. For the sake of their families, I hope not. Because um, Christmas, these guys show up for Christmas, family's asleep at 8 because they're bored. <laughs> I'm going to cut the turkey. Yeah, he, he didn't have an illustrious career. He wrote two things, Silverado, and then he wrote Criminal Law. Oh, I like that movie. Bacon and Oldman. Yeah, you're right. Saw that in the theater. Mm-hmm. And don't forget Tess Harper. From? Tess Harper? Oh, I, I can't. Don't. I can't. What? Chud. That's where she wasn't Chud. She was. Her and Christopher Curry, legend. John Hurd. John Goodman. Uh, Jay Thomas. Jay Thomas is in that? Dan Stern. I don't remember anybody else. Goodman and uh, Jay Thomas are cops that show up at the very end of the film. They're just like, they're in one scene. Silverado, though, folks. That's good, yeah. It's a movie that's definitely kind of takes three different personas. It starts off really kind of fun and humorous and very peppy. And then it sort of darkens a little bit and gets a little bit more traditional Western, but it's never bad. It definitely, it definitely darkens up. But it, one thing I loved about this movie is the, it's like the good guys take no losses, and the bad guys take all the losses. Like you know, it's very black and white, and that, and those are those terms very traditional in those terms. I think um, Danny Glover might disagree with you. Yeah, obviously, but the main characters, right? They don't. I think the worst that they that they. Get well, no, you know, um, what's this? What's the Scott Glenn? Scott Glenn Hammett. takes he takes some hurts. He gets beaten up, but everybody else is fine. Everybody does very well. If I, I mean, if you were to look at their hit points over the course of the film, let's let's run down this cast. No cleric needed for Kevin <laughs> Klein. No cleric needed for Kevin Costner. <laughs> let's run down the cast. All right, take turns. All right, I'll let you start. Amanda Weiss, Linda Hunt, Rosanna Arquette, Pepe Serna, Brian James, Jeff Fahey, Fahey's debut. Playing the Kim Coates role in this, sort of. Uh, and uh, Richard, or Jenkins. Jenkins yep. in this, first role. Yep. I'll go, I'll go, I'll take a hard left and go with Joe Seneca. Joe Seneca in this, yeah. Oscar the Horse. He was in, in this? this? Yeah. 
Oscar. Uh-huh. Oscar the horse. Okay. Turn. And then uh, his uh, stablemate, Golden Globe the horse. Yet, yet Turnbuckle the horse in this. You got Minute Salad the horse in this. Phantom Henry the horse. Augie. The, 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 the son or is that a horse? A horse. <laughs> oh, and yes, there is a horse called the sun in this as well. And Kazden's shame. Jake Kazden's I feel like I'm this. at the Churchill Downs all of a sudden. Kazden's shame in the third oh, lane. No, I'm saying that Jake Kazden appears in this. Oh, yeah, he yeah. does. He does. As yeah, like a yeah, stable boy, yeah. I think, yeah. You got Danny Gloves in this. You got the amazing and scintillating Scott Glenn in this. I know, Scott Glenn in the first shot. Or the first, yeah, scene, sleeping, woken up by sabotage. You have Kevin Klein in here. So nailing it. You have Lynn Whitfield in this. You do. I was surprised. Uh, young Lynn Whitfield. Uh, John Cleese. Jeffy Golds. Brian Dennehy in here. Goldblum. Early. Goldblum in here. Post-Death Wish. Pre-Thor yeah. Ragnarok. Looking beautiful. Looking yeah. very pretty as like a fancy pants gambler. Utilizing all of the pomade available in the Wild West. <laughs> Uh, who, who else? Who, Dick Durock. Dick Durock in here. Who's your guy? Your your charismatic actor's name? Oh God, uh, Rick Baker or something? Not, not Rick that, Baker. No, Roy something. Roy Baker or something. I can't remember. You got James Gammon. That's Ro- right. Roaming the countryside for a minute in this. This this the the sweet voiced James. Oh, Gammon. I love his voice so much. God damn it, Dorn. He is also was he uh, where else is, is he's in uh, Major League? Yeah, and he. He's no longer around. So yeah, he's he 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 left this earth. His, oh, he died too young. Yeah. His voice still echoing around, bouncing oh. around the canyons though. Yeah, I mean that's a guttural. That might be in space. That every word he spoke might have been traveling through. Maybe all of the words that people say traveling beyond the atmosphere. What do you think? Is that a I good don't know. Theory? I mean, I'm not really big on like spirituality, mm-hmm. but. I would love to be proven wrong if it meant that James Gammon's voice is still echoing through the cosmos. <laughs> or picture him as an angel. What do you mean? What do you mean picture him as an angel? I'm just saying. I don't need to picture him as an angel. Yeah, fuck counting sheep. If you if you need some sleep, just dream of him on a cloud fingering a harp. That sounds wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like the idea of him commanding his lover in the bedroom though. That that might be rough. Why don't you turn it around? If you don't know which, which which way he means, let's let your backslide. Did he get killed in this? I don't remember him taking. He a, gets super dead. Tell me when. When did he get? Are he you gets, sure he gets yeah, killed? He gets very shot. Are you sure? He has to. No, I don't remember him dying in this. I don't remember his death rattle. He gets pounded. He gets pounded to did death. Did he get? Yeah, he gets shot dead. He has to. I don't think he does. Wait, he commands him to leave, doesn't he? To go get him. Go get those horses. Yeah. Something. Can yeah. you imagine? A family where the three patriarchs are Nick Nolte, James Gammon, and th- who's a wild? Who's another wild card with a great voice like great that? voice, like a nice grumpy ass griddle voice? I'm just trying to picture Larry Kazan directing James Gammon. Those, that's like a. I mean, that's just like a voice. It's it's you got the spectrum covered. Yeah, I just accidentally. <laughs> I'm trying to. Google James Gammon. I accidentally opened my like app shop. It typed in James Gammon, and it's looking for a James Gammon app. <laughs> Found six. Let me do it right there, here. Well, there is a Snapchat filter. <laughs> 
James Gammon, American actor. Let's zoom in. Yeah, it's a big Get zoom. a zoom. He left this earth uh, in 2010, Nick. Yeah, that's the year we made contact. Born in Newman, Illinois. He's a legend. And born speaking in that in that voice. There's a I've never seen this this <laughs> this uh, widget on Wikipedia, Death and Legacy. Hmm. He's got a legacy here. It's a virus, don't click it. Does it say gammon.exe? I'm just trying to see what his last film was. Anyway, it doesn't matter. You know, we can we don't have to keep. I, I, but he is great. James Gammon, he's good in this. I don't think he dies. But I can't remember. We just watched the film. I don't remember him going. Oh, it oh. sounds like something we'd block out to want to think about him leaving so soon. Now, granted, these these episodes aren't meant to be us gushing over a masterpiece, right? So let's tell the story. We're talking about four guys from different origins who bond together over a united goal. Klein used to run with the rough guys, kind of went on the straight and narrow. At the beginning of the film, we find him abandoned and robbed and almost dead. Scott Glenn has been attacked, as you mentioned earlier. He stumbles across Mr. Klein. They bond. He gives him a drink. Costner is the younger bro of Scott Glenn, who uh, is the Han Solo of this movie, gets himself into some trouble. Always a girl seems to be involved. Uh, who has to be sprung out of jail? And Mr. Danny Glover is a is the moral compass of the movie in a lot of ways. He's 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 uh, he doesn't do it. He doesn't take a sideways step throughout this movie. He is the golden god of this thing, who is mistreated but underst- but appreciates when uh, he sh- he's shown a little bit of love by Klein, uh, by Klein and Glenn saves their bacon. Right. Each of these guys are formidable. They all are a cut above. Right. So you got Scott Glenn, who is uh, an amazing gun hand you have danny glover who is an incredible gun hand with his henry rifle it's a big part of the movie you have kevin klein just technically a, a great gun hand a cool customer and kevin costner who's a has kind of clownish buffoonish great with guns and horses seems yeah. to do a lot of his own stunts too in this. he does i think there's a couple of shots you saw it's not him but but there's some way you like he, mm-hmm. he does this dismount that is very impressive right he, he obviously is in love with a bit in love with the West, old Kevin Costner. So I think as his career went on, he probably used less and less stunt people on horses, right? He loves the West. He loves it. You can see if you ever go to his house, right? Big poster reanimator. <laughs> and so, yeah, the movie kicks off with we meet Scott Glenn um, being he's sleeping. He gets attacked by these ne'er do wells, three guys that are attacking his shed. He lives in a shed. Mm-hmm. And, um, at least he, you think he lives there. Maybe he's just oh, camping he's, out. I think he's just taking a respite. Taking a respite. and um, he, A weirdly weird location to build a house. Well, if he you lives, sleepwalk, you're fucked. But anyway, so they they uh, they think they got the jump on him. They don't. He kills all three. And then he's kind of tracking down, like, who, you know, who are the, he was trying to, like, where, where do these guys come from? He starts walking across the desert, meets. He's, a, he's riding a horse. Well, yeah, you know, he he has two horses and he's he's riding across the desert and he uh, or the prairie, or whatever, and he happens upon a uh, sun-stroked out Kevin Costner or in a Kevin onesie. Klein in his uh, pajamas in a onesie. Yeah, yeah and I, he's and yeah. you know, Klein spends the the first twenty minutes of this movie, yeah, in in red pajamas and PJs with a back flap. That's so good. And he is uh, he explains that Scott Glenn jumps off of his horse and and immediately gives a very parched. Uh, and dying, it seems. Kevin Klein's He's pulling water. a Padme there. He's like lost the will to live mm-hmm. at that point. And you know, he's, he doesn't know this guy's a stranger. Just helps out a stranger. And mm-hmm. you know, these guys, instant friends, helping each other out. And you know, Klein 
says that I've been robbed. And the guys were nice enough to let let me live at least. Yeah. But they took my horse, they took my hat, they took my guns. And then, so Klein spends the first, what, part of the movie kind of happening upon his stolen goods. Yeah, he's, it's like in a video game. He's just, he's gathering all of his, right. his uh, supplies. First thing I noticed when I, when I watched the movie, though, I didn't, I, I, Scott Glenn has some serious kung fu hair. Yeah, Scott he's, Glenn hasn't really changed his look for a long time. He kind of looks the same, even now. Why change perfect? And I, like, I wonder how old he was in this movie, because he looks... Well, oh. the funny thing is, Klein's got gray in his beard in this movie. This is 85. Dennehy's loaded out with gray. And Den- there's a couple of scenes where Scott Glenn looks identical to Powers Booth, which made me very happy. Right. Another rest in peace legend. And it's Dennehy. funny, like, Scott Glenn was in the right stuff with Lance Henriksen, who favor each other considerably. Goldblum in there, too. That's right. He's one of the nerds, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's in there. Yeah. That's, that's a near-perfect movie, by the way. So, Scott Glenn, he, he has an amazing look. He looks like he fits in with the West for sure, but he he has a cowboy hat with a chin strap, mm-hmm. right? And is that that's not something you see these days. Roy Rogers had one, didn't he? But you know, like when they do westerns these days, is it, do they roll out the chin strap? Chin I don't strap's think they no do. good, right? No, I think it's tough. You got it. Is, is that is was that deemed like a like a I not think, cool? Look? I think they broke the mold after Scott Glenn owned it. It's like nobody's wearing Elvis clothes anymore because Elvis did it right. I mean, they do a lot of like they strap their holster to their leg a lot in this. They they maybe you know Scott Glenn has the chin strap. Is is was stra- let me just ask you, and you can tell me the truth. With straps, are they deemed uncool? Is it you know a current day straps? No, mm, it was big in the forties. Yeah. By the way. Costner, little Pancho Villa out outfit he did for a have while. A poncho, yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a weird outfit in this. It, it's very tight. He's got like a little, uh, got like kind of a leather coat with a fringe. Well, he's got a. And it's like a size too small for him, but it looks it's fine. But it kind of makes him look like a um, sexy. <gasps> it makes him look. Uh, Woody like, from Toy Story, sexy. It just makes him look like he's in it, like a kind of a show cowboy. Oh, I don't know. If that, well, he, that's he, the thing. Yeah, I think he may be. Well, if you look at it. Maybe it was a gener- the generational thing. You know, you look at, he had just, he was part of the new trend in fashion. Maybe. Yeah, like and he was a young Glover guy. And then Glover is wearing the duster of all dusters. Yeah. Says. Yeah. Fahey, at one, they show Fahey once, and they, they he has a lots of clothes on. Can I, can I uh, maybe say something controversial? Yeah. They're not the coolest dressed in this movie. None of them. Okay, who is? Dennehy. Yeah, Dennehy, well, Dennehy looks, that's the thing about him. He looks. Layers and layers of ingenuity he's wearing yellow in this really yeah i tell you what he looks and pulling it off pulling it off immaculately have you pulled off yellow lately have you have you can you wear yellow is yellow a thing for you i'm not against it i got a yellow shirt i try to pull off every once in a while i think i get canary i think i get the looks that people are like not bad you know are we talking canary are we talking full (sighs) on i mean that's canary yeah not my color a little brown it's a t-shirt Anyway, it doesn't matter. Dennehy looks, he fits right in here. And I love, he. Dennehy's got that confidence that he brings to all his roles, that, that kind of this effortless confidence. And then he can either. It's what he does with his mouth. Tweaks it to, to the good or evil side. Like, he's just great. Like, yeah, but it's what he does with his mouth when he's not talking that makes him a legend. I, was, I mentioned it on a previous episode. It looks like he's chewing an invisible thing. Yeah. Does that in here, too. But he also does these little other mouth moves that are just really sweet. He's he's super likable, and he's like a complete, like, he's a villain in this. But he's super, he stays likable. Like, you kind of, even when he gets killed at the end, you're like, oh, darn it. You know? He may have been the first character actor I fell in love with. Yeah. Because of bestseller and first blood. He just obviously died 
like maybe last year. Yeah, I thought he died six or seven times. And uh, they said that he had a really good one of his final performances, which I don't know the movie, but I, I'd like to see it. He's in a kind of an indie movie, and they said he's fantastic in it. Um, I, you know, he's always good. I can't remember a movie that he's not good in. He was so good in Dennis. He said Dennis. She said. <laughs> I mean, First Blood. Oh my God, he's so good. But I, you know, he's bestseller is a great movie. And it stars one of your favorites, James Woods. Yeah, is he is he the bad guy in that? I think so. Yeah, he's a hitman that Brian Denny. He's a novelist who follows him around. Great movie. No, I thought Denny he was the bad guy. No, no, he's the novelist, and, okay. and Woods is the hitman. I don't remember it. Yeah, I mean we'll James Woods. We'll back do that for di- sure. Back in the day, James Woods was a great actor. James and Woods maybe was, still is. He still is a great actor. He's just a douche. But yeah, yeah. He's a gigantic douche. He had insane. a run though. He had a run, a masterpiece run. Yeah. He well, he's he's slinging it on Twitter though. Like you can't get hired anymore as much at least, and but he's still killing it on Twitter. So for one everybody. of the things you're talking about, Klein getting all of his materials. I love the scene where he buys a beater gun because he can't afford a shiny one, and he right. buys this old Bob gun. Sure. And it is a delight. Yeah, that scene kind of harkens to a scene in. Um, too close quick, for comfort. The quick and the dead. Oh, okay. Yeah, with well, Russell Crowe. I, 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 I think a busted the, gun. The quick and the dead harkens this. That's what I meant. Yeah, I mean it reminded me. But there, there's a even at the beginning, there's a that scene when the shotgun's twirling through the air, <laughs> and it reminded me of a Rammy, yeah. like a Rammy shot. That's the only kind of shot in this movie that's like that, though. Um, everything else seems like there. Are, there's some style, though. There's some. No, pizzazz. this movie's very stylish. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of scenery in this that's just beautiful to look at. It reminds me of. Uh, I mean, come on, Red Dead Redemption. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I wonder if that they looked to this movie for a little inspo. Well, you know, Zoom it's in. funny because the hallmarks and the touchstones that the people usually say is the Searchers. They'll say Once Upon a Time in the West. They'll say Fistful of Dollars, stuff like that. I think this should be just as influential. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the, for in sure. Conversation. I mean, are people does this movie pretty well loved? It is, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and the great thing is, is I'm sure Yellowstone has probably sent a bunch of people. Checking his back catalog to see what other westerns he's done, and fucking open range in this and Wyatt Earp in his back and dances with wolves. I know. I mean, it's and he's a, he's getting ready to shoot. Good, as good as Yellowstone is, like those are fucking monsters. He's getting. He's just. He's gearing up to shoot like an epic western too. Like his dream. His dream western. That's what they said. So, yeah. uh, old Costner. Um, Fahey looking beautiful in this movie. Yeah. By the way, got them beautiful eyes. Pre Job. Was that his character in Lawnmower Man, <laughs> which he also looked beautiful in <laughs> and weird? Didn't he have like the weird? Didn't he start off with like kind of? Oh yeah, yeah. like he was like a dumb guy or yeah, something like wrong. Max Soren look on him, yeah. And then he then he got Lawnmower Man and got smart. Is that how that movie goes? I mean, I've repressed so much. Of we'll that. have to zoom. That was one of my darkest movie experiences. I, I did see that in the theater. Oh, it hurt so hard. I also saw body parts in the theater with... I, which is fine. With James, with uh, Jeff Fahey. I saw a lot of Fahey movies in the theater. Yeah. Um, what's the... Did he do one with Clint Eastwood, right? Yes, he did. Which? Fuck. Was it a Western? No. Yeah, he did. You're right. It's not... That Black Hunter or the Hunter White Hunter Blackheart is that the movie? Yeah, he did with them? yeah. Yeah, uh, there's so much like one of the things that this movie blew me away. I just think this the 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 glances and reactions of the characters. It it just feels perfect. Right. So the, I, I made you watch this. There's a scene where Danny Glover is shooting 
fake distractionary fire to make it seem like he's attacking Scott Glenn, and he's getting very close, and Scott Glenn gives him this hilarious look. But there's so many just really nice... Klein, in particular, is just a badass at that shit. Yeah, so there's a scene where they're, they have to help out this... There's a, a group of people that are moving uh, towns. They're moving to Silverado, and on the way... One of the, you know, these guys, you know, that were supposed to be escorting them actually rob this group of people of all of their funds and they kill one of the, the, they kill the guy protecting the money. And so then our heroes happen upon this group and they say, we'll go get your money. They leave old Costner uh, there to kind of protect the group as they go. And then one of the guys that doesn't trust the three heroes mm-hmm. goes with them. And so one of the townsfolks are... A little scruffy Seth, Seth MacFarlane lookalike. Yeah, we didn't look up that actor. Looked a little bit like Noah, Noah Hawley. They yeah. had to bring him along so he could get killed. Super killed. And then free up Rosanna Arquette yeah. to be uh, hit on by our heroes. Anyway, so... Because she's married to this guy. Anyway, they they track down where this money is, and there's a bunch of bad guys. And so Scott Glenn's plan is... I'm going to rush in there like I'm being pursued with Kevin Klein playing dead on the back of the horse. And so he ru- it's pretty funny. It's a great scene. You're yep. right. And he, he rushes in and he goes, guys, uh, these guys are hot on my trail. I just robbed a bank. My and partner got Gammon killed. Gammon is the leader of the gang. And then, I mean, it's a great scene. It's a great showcase for uh, Glenn. But anyway, so what Nick was saying was, yeah, Danny Glover is supposed to be this posse shooting at them. And he... <laughs> as Scott Glenn is trying to tie the money up to and get the, on, on these guys' horses as they're distracted, you know, Danny Glover's shooting at his feet, and he gives us he turns to look at Danny Glover like it's a little too close. Yeah, yeah it's great. And I, this is all after the short run of John Cleese in this movie. Oh, right, right. We didn't talk about Cleese. I mean, that, that's when that's there's this whole scene where they have to spring Costner out of prison, which is great as well. Mm-hmm. A great little scene where Costner's hiding in Kevin Klein's coat, but it's. Cleese is not, he doesn't get to be John Cleese in this. Sort of a straight role for him, but so great to see him. Well, this is, and the IMDb trivia is that this is where Cleese met Klein and then wrote that part for him in A Fish Called Wanda, which then he won an Oscar for. And deserved every bit of it. Right, right. And so, yeah, Cleese plays this uh, sheriff, and Danny Glover comes into a bar and to get a drink, and the, the bar owner is not happy because Danny Glover is black. And so a huge fight breaks out. Um, Danny Glover has, obviously beats these guys down. And then Cleese is like, look, you're not going to get charged for any of this stuff. I know it's wrong what happened, but you need to get out of town. Yep. And so yeah, he kicks him out of town. And then he um, tells our heroes that old Costner, who they're looking for, is in jail. Yeah, and Costner is introduced uh, monkeying around in the jail, having fun, having a blast, sure. doing monkey bars. He's always doing cute little stuff. Yeah, yeah. Cleese, uh, most of his dialogue is the word jurisdiction in this movie, which is, which is whatever. You know what I noticed, too? The score, the music is so perky and omnipresent through this whole thing. Yeah. And I, I, they, I they had to have used that music in commercials or something because it's... It, it, did, they, it did sound like John Williams a little bit sometimes. It's, it's some strange guy. I forgot his name. But um, it's great. It's great score. And uh, also great is the... I mean, everything... You're, the technical side of this is rock solid, but... The real, the real hero is Wally Nikita. Wally Nikita is the hero of this movie, and Wally Ka- Nikita. casting director. Well, what else? You, you talking about the, the 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 sounds in this movie? What about the amazing clopping sounds of the ho- horses? Lots of that. Lots of ricochets. Yeah, lots of ricochets. Lots of clopping. Lots of mooing. 
Lots of mooing. You're right. Ton of mooing. Yeah, we can zoom in on the yeah. on the some of the what do they call that? Uh, Stag sound. <laughs> um. Yeah, I was taken aback about uh, the sound design on this one. Larry Kazan had a lot of input. You know, I wish that they would have shot a prequel to this mm-hmm. about Lion Pete. They do mention Lion Pete, Twice. that figure in their past. It reminded me of Bronco Henry, like the way they were talking about See, Bronco I thought, Henry. I thought Lion. I thought and, when um, Scott Glenn brought up Power Lion, of the Dog. Oh yeah, I thought Lion Pete was 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 basically him telling Costner that they were going to break him out. I thought that was like a name that he dropped to warn him that he was coming to get him. You thought it was code. Yeah. That's nah, a figure in their past. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I bet you he told the truth all the time and that it's, a, it's an ironic name. You yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that laying pipe, laying <laughs> Lion Pete. I'm trying to read some of my notes. I don't, I don't have great handwriting here. Um, well, while you're doing that, I could tell you this. Yeah. Joe Fenneca, Joe, <laughs> Joe Seneca is filled with pride in this movie. He is overacting with lots of pride. Right. He's a he's he might be in a different film. Than well, else. he he's yeah. quickly out of this film too. By the way, yeah, he's playing it dead serious. And then Glover scenes. He's Glover is on the way to Silverado to to catch up with his mom, who has written him a letter, and he hasn't been able to get um a catch a flight, so he has to go across the you know the world from Chicago to Silverado. Where where is Silverado located, Cali? Cali, that's, right? That's, yeah. No, no, that's where they're it's between there. They're they're headed to California. That's the that's yeah. the ultimate destination for Scott Glenn. He wants to get out to California, but Silverado. Let's just what do who knows where it is? New Mexico. I don't know Somewhere where they great. are. It's taking Danny Glover a while to get there. In the meantime, when he gets there, his mom has died. His family uh, bar, his family uh, home has been burned to the ground. And his dad's been run off into the caves. They do spend a lot of time in caves here, which yeah. I do enjoy. Yes, uh, hiding out in caves and um, very uh, conveniently designed caves. Yeah. And uh, so the dad then you know is telling Danny Glover about all this and very seriously. I mean, it's a serious thing that happened. Yeah. And then he, he, they go off to hide out in the caves. Yeah. And get his dad gets killed by the baddies. Um, what's the what What's the movie where Joe Seneca killed it as the devil? Can as you, the devil? Do you remember? Huh. Fucking Crossroads. Oh, God. I've never seen that. It's a lovely movie. It's good? I love it. I mean, it's probably shit now, but when I was a kid... You loved it. High on Ralph Macchio, you know, high on him, and then Steve I playing the lickety-split guitar. Right. You know? Joe Seneca was the guy at the Crossroads... I think he was the devil in one form. I'm sure Sam, Mr. Steve I was the devil when he needed to get some tasty licks. But I saw Silverado. I, I'm going to guess it's, I guess maybe this is before. But I was a Seneca fan in this. This I lost a little love. Um, wow. So they stumble into Silverado eventually as a, as a, as a unit. And um, we get to see Brian Dennehy has moved up in the world. Right, so Brian Dennehy, obviously Kevin Klein has once was once a part of his, as you said, his uh, his gang, mm-hmm. and they they committed crimes. And Kevin Klein has since parted ways with Dennehy and Co. Dennehy and Fahey, and um, and gone straight. Yeah, he's gone good guy, and he doesn't want to have anything to do with Brian Dennehy anymore. Who who offers him a job, mm-hmm. and he's like turns it down. So they end up going to Silverado, where. 
Then he happens to be sheriff in that And he town. owns that beautiful saloon. What's the saloon called? I, I don't know. Silverado? The mid- Midnight Star? Oh, the Midnight Sun. Midnight Star? Oh, maybe it's the Midnight Star. Yeah. The, the yeah. Midnight, run yeah. by the beautiful Linda Hunt. The very tiny little Linda Hunt. Little Hunt. Fresh off an Oscar win, right? Yes. For the Year of Living Dangerous? She wasn't that. a man? She played a man, I believe. Yeah. You're right. Would she be canceled for doing that now? I don't think she would be canceled for that, but I believe that she played uh, maybe like a Vietnamese or an Asian yeah. uh, uh, character, mm-hmm. and so maybe that wouldn't fly so much because she's a British actress, correct? Yeah. Um, yeah, she she was in several movies, and she doesn't act anymore, but she's still... Dead. She did not die. She is so fucking dead. Nick, you're always wrong, and I don't believe... Is she dead? Linda Hunt is... She's rotted. She's not even dead. She is there's Nick. nothing left. Why would there's you slaps s- of dry don't, gray matter flying off it. her bones? Her coffin is yellow inside. Still alive. Seventy six <laughs> years old. <laughs> You're always wrong. Uh, and she's married to Karen Klein. Is what? that Kevin? Is that have anything to do with? Is there like half a degree of separation between her and Phoebe Cates? Well, Karen Klein. I wonder if any relation to Kevin Klein. I Is it spelled the same? How do you spell Kevin Klein? K L I N E. Yes. Oh my God. I hope that's a love that blossomed from that. I can't zoom in this quickly. Okay, I'll go on. I'm going to continue describing her coffin while you do that. The two began dating in 87. I mean, that the timeline's right. Same sex marriage. Yeah. Zoom in. Uh, still alive. Did you really think she was dead? I thought she... Yes, I thought she was um, mortal. Um, and she was on CSI or NCIS for a long time, so she still acts. Oh, shit. You're right. I can't zoom in this quickly. I'm trying to... I'm I'm hitting Wikipedia. She don't look like Kevin Klein. She looks like Howard Stern. I'm so glad Linda Hunt still walks. I don't think there's any relation. Rocking the frontier teeth in this movie. <laughs> She is a a talented actress that I believe still works as an actress. Oh, she's so good. Mm. Anyway, so she's yeah, she plays a. Uh, but oh, it's a weird. It's a weird. Um, thing but Denny he is dead. So at least that's and, and James Gammon is dead. Yeah. So the, the here's the thing. And Brian James is dead. so Kevin Klein is he loves that's his his character loves saloons in this. That's a big. He feels yeah. most at home. He has instantaneous chemistry, like almost like sexual chemistry with Linda Hunt, and they the movie really plays it up and it works. Like they, I don't think it's a sexual chemistry. I think they're just simpatico soulmates. I think that sex. it's a little bit of an attraction, and I think it really works. Like but he's you're very, right because he says, like he says, you're a spinner. Yeah, when he meets her, she says that to him actually, and um, uh, and so, but you know, he at first is flirting it up with Rosanna Arquette. Uh, who doesn't get a lot of screen time here, but is definitely uh, kind of a prize. Like she's like she wants to, uh, she wants to uh, you know start a. She said, "I want to start a a farm. I want to grow stuff, and that 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 dissuades a lot of men." You know, yeah, my, she do- she talks Klein's dick soft. Yeah, she says she says to Klein because that that men are attracted to me, but when they find out what I want to do, which was was grow shit. They, they 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 leave and Kevin Klein certainly leaves. He's not interested. He goes to Scott Glenn. He's like, you've never had any conversations with her. She's all yours. 
Well, that's what he says. He says, if you're interested in her, you're not going to trip over me, which I thought was an interesting thing to say. Because he, he says, because I met the smallest delight behind at, the bar. At one point, and that's a little bit mishandled in this movie, because at one point Scott Glenn is about to propose to Rosanna Arquette, um, or at least ask, him, ask her to come to California with him or something, and that's the first time they've talked. <laughs> I think you said that her scenes kind of got yeah, trimmed. Yeah, she got chopped out because yeah. there was a love interest thing. This is sort of a, a trope in Westerns. Women are always see, sort of marginalized in these movies anyway. Mm-hmm. They have, I think, having Linda Hunt and Lynn Whitfield play somewhat strong characters helps. But yeah, it's that's... and there's Yeah, a Lynn, few... Lynn Whitfield, we didn't... Describe, her, she is um, Danny Glover's sister who actually works at, at, at the brothel. Like, she's a prostitute. Right. And she, she let, Joe Seneca brings her up when the shit hit the fan, she left the house. She had to go fend for herself. And she probably, she lived, so I guess she got it right. But, yeah, she did have to be a lady of the evening. Yeah, and they actually give they actually give her stuff to do in this movie, which is which is good. Um, yeah. Maybe she not gets, much, but she does get some cool stuff to do. She got she got to meet Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum is a, is a, a very slick gambler that comes to town that ends up siding with the he's wrong. He's so slick. He's his a, name. He's a dick. He's, 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 no, you know what? He, he plays his odds. He's, his allegiance is, he, he kind of takes a no, he, measure of the wind and then changes he, his allegiance. He takes, you know, he takes, um, he steals some glances and some other things from, um, from the lovely Lynn Whitfield and mm-hmm. gets in her pants. And then when she asks him for help, because they're kind of close, he, he betrays, betrays her. And that sucks because, and then you said, well, I don't think he dies in this and he very much does. Well, he gets stabbed underneath his heart and then fakes death. That's what I'm yeah, thinking. You think he, well, he gets stabbed in his, I think, yeah, he gets stabbed in his, maybe above his stomach, underneath his heart, right in that. What's that? That's the, that's a good area, right? He's the fly. So he got the bread in, basket? In the carapace or the thorax, maybe. And um, he dies. I mean, he, he's got a nice death. I think he dies. Yeah, he probably dies. It makes me sad. I don't want to ever see Jeff Goldblum die, ever. Mm-mm. He's too great. He is. Also play the devil. Um, Mr. Frost. You know, I was thinking about this when we were talking earlier. I think Goldblum may be the only one of everybody in this film who's been in a Marvel movie, which is miraculous if you think about it. Because I was th- I was thinking about this. I was going through actors, and it seems like everybody has found their way into the superhero. Well, Costner was in Superman, Man of Steel. Right. But for the most part, Glover has dodged it, I think. Scott Glenn has dodged it. Coven? <laughs> I mean, even though they're older actors, William Hurt made it in there. Another Lawrence Kasdan fave. Oh yeah. So big. It's big. It's I love. Tangent. I love working with Willie Hurt. So one of the stable of all my actors. Body heat. <laughs> Just what he could do holding a a jar of eggs. <laughs> Just. Could stare at him all day. Um, so Rock, rocks the thin hair. <laughs> Murdo McKendrick in this, Nick. <laughs> so the problem is Scott Glenn is rolling into town, and he is on the wrong side of the McKendrick clan because he has killed the patriarch or the daddy, Daddy McKendrick, maybe or maybe the brother. I don't know, but his name is Murto. Wait, he killed the patriarch and the daddy. I don't know who it is. Like, is it the dad or the brother? It doesn't matter. And the let's say the the son or the brother of Murto McKendrick is once these Scott Glenn and his bro 
dead. But he plays it off like he doesn't. He's like, no, no, we're cool. But really, they're not cool. No. In fact, he is the one that six those uh, hitmen on Glenn at the very beginning of the film that's found out. So anyway. One of the villains, too, is Pepe Serna, who you will know as the chainsaw victim in, in Scarface and as the mm. captain in The Rookie, a film that I'm dying for us to do on here. Love that man. Scott Glenn is prepping for a fight. He knows that things are going to get sour in town, and he's out doing some shooting practice in the in the desert, and he's and he's killing it. Like he's shooting the 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 needles off a of cacti. Yep. And he's uh, he's shooting a can, making yeah, and hitting it, hitting it, hitting it, and then just as he hits it six times, this dude walks out and he goes, "You're out of bullets." Yep. And uh, Scott Glenn tries to make a break for it, gets lassoed for his troubles, and both up and legs and torso and then Fahey as he's I guess you know pulled like he cannot go anywhere and can't roll out of the way Fahey clops over him with his horse twice twice yeah it gives him a head clop there's a couple of horse killings like where horses are used as weapons of mass destruction and man Scott Glenn is looking like he's not long for the earth but Danny Glover pops up as he all often does on yeah. a ridge or like a little bit yeah. of a, like a hill or a mountain, like what is that? Like a little rock, yeah. rock cro- outcropping. I don't know. And he uh, takes out a bad. He takes he, out a bad is... guy's hand and then takes out a bad guy fully. Yeah, yeah. The hand shot. There's a couple of good hand shots. There's a, well, there's a hand shot and then there's a gun that gets shot hard. Then he says the classic line, Danny Glover. There, nailed them both. Everybody remembers from this. Let's get you to a cave to heal. <laughs> Take Scott Glenn to a cave, and he, you know, and, and Scott Glenn is out of commission. He's concussed. He is certainly sore from uh, from horse hooves, <laughs> and um, and uh, he's Danny Glover's like, look, I'm gonna go get your brother because your brother's in jeopardy. They they clopped you. They're gonna clop him. Okay, so let's talk about the war. There's two of the worst things in this movie. Yeah, the worst thing is they shoot a pig. It's sad. It's a baby pig. <sighs> yeah, we're kind of out of order. I guess that's fine on our microscope. But, but they, no, they're no, having a little party. They were like a little picnic party. Well, that's the Brian James clan mm-hmm. celebrating Rosanna Arquette's tight shirt. But but no. But and it's the, got uh, a lot of big buttons on that shirt. Yeah, big buttons. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm but she does have. to an island, I'm thinking. She has a big buttons. But, but the other worst thing. What? Augie. Yeah, so they got, they got a sister or cousin. They got family in town. That they, you know, Scott Glenn, and they go visit, and it's this uh, woman. I think it's their sister or something, or their cousin. She's married, and they have like a eight year old son named Augie. And Augie is definitely, um, you know, the highlight of the film for me. I don't know about you. I don't mind a damsel in distress in these movies, but mm-hmm. I do mind an Augie in distress because they, they, this kid is a fucking weight on this family. It's like, let the fucking guy. Just... One of the f- finest actors I've ever had the privilege. Still working, by the way. Is he? Yeah, look that prick up. Yeah. I thought he was the actor who went on to be in one of the Batman films and yeah. in, in Heat as one of the cops. Is he still working? He's still working, but he's not that guy. He grew up into somebody else. I'm still in touch with him. Uh, <laughs> so I just, I, you know, I had a great experience. Is it? How's my casting? Is it's it pretty good? It's good. It doesn't sound as much like Zach Galifianakis' brother anymore, but that's all right. I'm trying to do a great Kasdan this time. Is it? Let's hear yours. For a long period of time, I wanted to be a wet nurse, but then I realized I'm dry AF. <laughs> Kasdan's still killing it. Still out there. 
I think he did. He have a hand in Rogue One. He did, I believe. Yeah. But he, de- I definitely wrote solo and and threw a tantrum when the directors were kind of parting or not paying respects for Lord Miller to his his script. Um, How dare they mess with? Um, he, w- I was watching some behind the scenes of Silverado, mm-hmm. and it's so fucking great. He's got a captive audience. He's got all the leads standing around him. He goes. The moment they're resetting the shot, he's like, "I wish my name was Stam because I just peed." <laughs> what? <laughs> they have tamales at craft services today. Of course. <laughs> they often ask me about the title of the film. It came to me in a dream. It's driving my truck. That's a problem. I googled the title for this film, and the truck comes up first. Yeah, yeah, not the 1985 film. Is that is that the right year? Yep, yep. I can't zoom in. Um, Myrtle McKendrick. I'll say it again, Nick. What? Let's hear this name. This guy's long dead. He's a story of the past that um, that you know uh, to defend his brother, um, Augie. Yeah, no, the, Emmett. Emmett. Emmett had to kill. Um, so that's that's kind of the the engine driving this film is like these guys haven't forgiven. I got to put a pin in this real quick. What you mentioned, Emmett? Can you believe M. Emmett Walsh still acting? I can't believe. I well, first of all, what is he? He has to be in his in late his nineties. He has to be. No, he's not ninety. Acting in his underwear this week. Where righteous gemstones underwear uh, acting M. Emmett Walsh. M. Emmett Walsh. Why would you do that to us? I love it. But was there an Emmett Walsh? 86. He's, he looks 99. Isn't my, there an elephant named Babar? Uh, my, my zoom in? Still alive. Uh, went to Clarkson University, according to Wikipedia. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Nine, years active, 1969 to present. Still killing it. Yep. Still getting paid. He was in his share of Westerns, I believe. By the way, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's on Wikipedia. Just fathered a new kid. <laughs> Kid came out clutching a cane. M.M. Emmett. Yeah. M. Emmett Walsh. Great. I hate that. It was so funny because I was going to say I hate the name Emmett. I can't. But then I remembered he existed. You can't hate it. Yeah. And the jerk. I mean, he's in so many great movies. Blood um, Simple. He's still, I mean, he's in like a ton of shit. He is so good. It's just insane. Like he's in actually, and he's in good stuff. Like it's not like he's in right shit. Like he's actually he has a he has good taste. Mm-hmm. Beautiful man, M. Emmett. He's always looked busted out. <laughs> it's a huge zoom. I'm proud of it. Is he on Insta or Twitter? Or, does he have social media? Wouldn't that be incredible? If incredible if he's on Twitter. Oh my god. And he's just like he's super pissed on Twitter. Uh, he's, he's just cranky. He's actually he's he's like retweeting. You know, like every time that there's a like a contest, he's just doing that. It's like retweet this for a chance to win a PlayStation Five, and he's nailing it. <laughs> That'd be great if he was excited about like uh, Horizon Zero, whatever that yeah. new game is, Horizon Zero Dawn. Is yeah. that what it's called? Yeah. Um, Can you imagine getting your ass kicked on Xbox Live by M. Emmett Walsh? <laughs> I can't imagine. It. There's a beginning back to the movie. There's a there's there's hoof cam in this. There is a also from within a uh, prairie ca- uh, carriage cam in this as well is there yeah what do you mean hoof cam so there's a scene when our guys are always tricky our heroes and they're they're they do it they run an attack to um 
rescue Augie, who is taken, I think, taken by um, the baddies at one point. And um, they, a, they a run. A pretty good abduction gets to land on a really nice, comfy bed. Right. Yeah. He's guarded, but they don't hurt him. Nobody's fingering him or anything, though. Like, he's well, fine. And um, they run a bunch of steer at him, you know, at the, at the baddies, and they get trampled and shot. And there's a hoof cam in, in there. So good. They attach a little. It's a it's a. Chasm. Oh, you mean where it gets trampled by the guys? You mean like where the camera gets trampled by the? Because I remember that where they run right through through the camera. Maybe I don't yeah. know, but there's the, you definitely see some. I don't know how they did it. Yeah. I mean, Kazan. I don't know what he did. He strap a camera to the undercarriage I of. I think a, he strapped a camera to Mark Kazan. Oh man. Yeah. Today your jurisdiction ends here. Um. And then they rescue and they kill and there's a great showdown between Dennehy and Klein, very iconic. Well, there is, and so there's the, also a scene when you think Costner, you don't know what happened to Costner. Where is he? He Costner um, when he gets he gets captured by the baddies, but he uh, they don't show it, but he faked his he fell off his horse over a cliff, but he survived it obviously and kind of appears during this rescue mission, um, and it affords Klein. To roll, he rolls and does like a rolling, you know, shot. Yep. He rolls and does a cool like shot and kills a bad guy. It's like, and I think Klein did his own stunt there. Yeah, did like a somersault. Yeah, I don't know. Pretty cool. All right, talk talk about the showdown. With that's a great shot. Great yeah. showdown. Yeah, I mean they do the whole standoff thing, mm-hmm. the high noon thing, and they, yeah, uh, my favorite part of it is they both say goodbye to each other. I know. It, it's just sweet. Well, they like it. each other, right? Well, no, they, no, they do, they do. But then he likes Klein, I think. There's I history. Klein is Klein is keeps his cards close, but I think he, you know. Well, so in the scene, it's it's a traditional um, kind of uh, you know uh, sh- showdown, right? Like, uh, and 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 behind Kevin Klein's a church, mm-hmm. which is on the IMDb trivia, but it's very apparent. And behind Dennehy is like a vast, like just like a desert, right? mm-hmm. like the prairie or whatever. So, um, good guy, bad guy, obviously. But what's what's great here is that Klein is very interesting in this movie because he underplays all of the stuff that maybe other actors wouldn't. Like so, makes him cool. He doesn't break a sweat. Like he's not a he's not a cool looking cowboy, but he definitely Disagree in every re- in every way cool looking, but he. But he definitely has like the cool vibe, and he like he definitely doesn't get nervous and uh, or, or 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 gloat. He's just very like capable. He's the best thing I've ever seen. And Dennehy, who is who is kind of a suave baddie, takes a shot, and then his die. He, he you know he gets hit, he gets shot, and I love his death. Like it's he, it's just like oh shit, and uh, then unceremonious death for him, and then crumples into the. Yeah. I love the fact that he did not participate in any of the shenanigans leading up to that and is just waiting on his front porch, shining his badge. Mm-hmm. He's like, hombre ultimo, I'm done. Yeah, he doesn't... All the bad guys are getting uh, just destroyed by the good guys. Mm-hmm. Like, they they don't... Like I said, like, Scott Glenn takes out this, the one of the McCormick clan, the, the brother or whatever, by... He jumps his horse out of a barn and strikes the guy's head with the horse's yeah. hooves, right? Yeah. And he's lying in an awkward position. He doesn't make it. And, and Costner's got a sexy shot where he shoots two people at once, including Jeff Jeffrey Fahey. You're right. But it's a wonderful movie. It's It's got all the tropes, and it's also 
filled with its own energy. It's just it's it's a just a wonderful western. But I think I guess the compliment you can give it feels timeless in a way. It feels new. Like when you watch it now, it doesn't feel like it's aged. Like it feels like I think the same thing can be said for Quick and the Dead, where it's there's something that was happening. Uh, that kind of separated these things, like, like almost like their commentary on Western, their, their, their commentary on what came before, but also like embracing those things. And and I feel like when you watch, the, especially Quick and the Dead uh, and this tonight, it just feels like it could have been made recently. I, yeah, the style of Quick and the Dead is, yeah. I will say that Quick and the Dead is vapor thin comparatively. I don't, I don't think so. Like, I love it. If it movie. wasn't for the fact that it had Hackman and... Russell Crowe and DiCaprio and Lance Henriksen. That movie does so much right, and I think Stone's, in particular, Stone's performance has aged really well. It's aged well. I, I was a little disappointed when I first saw it. I was overhyped, though. But just the movie is so... I just think it's so well done, and Hackman gives, like, an all-time performance yeah. in that, even though apparently he was, like, so hard to work yeah. with. But, you know... But... I think that there's a there's a run... Like, you know, there's that adage about Westerns being bad for business in terms of finances. You know, that's why they didn't make a lot. But you look at you could connect the dots from like this to Tombstone to Quick and the Dead to uh, 310 to Yuma to uh, an underappreciated movie, App, what is it, um, Appaloosa. Right. There's quite a few really good Westerns that came out of the, those two decades. I, I decades. can't think like every time you watch a what, like every time, like I, like, okay, I want to check out this one. It's always, it's always pretty good. Yeah. Like there's not open a whole range, lot of misses. Like, yeah, there's like Open Range and Unforgiven are the, like the more highbrow ones that came out in that period, mm. but. Well, open range, like it was also like to me. I remember when the build up to that movie was like nothing, and it was there was no expectations for open range to be that good, and it's great. And uh, I mean, Duvall is obviously fantastic in it, but Costner is great. He kind of plays a different Ruby, type of character. Who yeah. Ben Ruby? If it wasn't for that cocksucking doctor in the movie, <laughs> that scruffy ass piece of shit, Tori Spelling's husband. Um. But you know, I haven't seen every western that's come out. But there's like there's that movie Slow West that's very interesting with uh, Fastbender. Uh, I don't know if it's great. That they're just kind of good. Even Magnificent Seven was fun. I didn't see it. Uh, I watched the brother, the sisters, brothers recently. That's pretty good. There's it, it, yeah, it's just it's well, Buster Scruggs. You know, there's True Grit. Sisters, I didn't know there's this. So many good True Grit. True Grit was great. Sisters, brothers. Um, I didn't realize it was directed by the guy who did A Prophet. Wow. Same director. Yeah. It's a weird movie, but yeah, it's so. Where it's just yeah, it, the genre. What it does is it just, it Bone Tomahawk. There's there's just so many fun. Yeah, Bone Tomahawk was good. Like yeah. I don't know what what it is. I you know maybe it's just because when they decide to make a western, they're like, well, the script better be good because it's going to lose money. And I think so. <laughs> I think it's it's a genre too where the guys like when there's big name actors in it, they're doing it for the right reason. What's that Pierce Brosnan one that came out like? With, is it Liam Neeson and Pierce Brosnan in a Western? I, I don't remember. Was it like Give Him Hell or something? Like I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. They put Bruce Willis in Westerns? Is he ever in a Western? If they're paying. That would be the one that's not good, probably. Yeah. Uh, he was in uh, that Walter Hill one. Is that a Western? Last Man Standing? A, I guess it is a Western. It's absolutely a, a Western, yeah. Yeah. I think that's also a High Noon remake. Right? Unforgiven? Is that, yeah. Well, I mean, Clint Eastwood and Costner are the two guys that you could, you know, before them, Jimmy Stewart. There was some... Guys, John Wayne. There's people that are just gold, but I, I think I think if you're doing a western in in the modern era, you're doing it because you want to have fun and do a western, mm-hmm. uh, not because it's good for business. I think that's why when you see like um, what did uh, like Three Ten to Yuma, like those are those are two actors who were probably could have done a lot of better, you know, mm-hmm. more reliable hits, and they did that and they had a blast in it. 
I, I heard they were trying to do a remake of, or a sequel to that at one point. Really? Yep. Well, didn't who? Do, someone dies in that one of the two leads, right? Doesn't well, they could still yeah do a sequel? Crow? Does he die? I bet it's Bale, but I don't remember. Well, Bale gets shot. He didn't die though. Have you seen Appaloosa? I didn't. Ed Harris and Vigo, solid. And I'm sure there's a ton we didn't mention, but you know that's that's a good that's a good stretch. So, folks, if you haven't seen this movie, you need to make the time asap. It's on Netflix. Of course, US. if you haven't seen the movie and you've reached this length of the podcast, yeah, we've told you everything you need to know. So I don't know what to do with you. I'm looking at what I mean. Power of the Dogs is a, kind of a, a yeah, weird that's absolutely a western. western. But Old Henry is that movie I wanted that's to with, see that that's came with, out. That's uh, with Tim Blake. Mm-hmm. Who would you like to see in a western? Like God, assassination of Jesse James. Like, yeah, classic. that's amazing. Yeah, just like fuck, man. Mean Guns. <laughs> What was that one with Marvin Peebles one that was so shit? Uh, Posse? Posse. We did Bad Girls on here. Uh, what? What's the one with Tom Berenger? Russell's Rhapsody? Yeah. yeah. Is that bad? Shit. I mean, it's that's a musical. Well, it, it's a it's comedy. A, yeah, yeah. All right, look. Movie's over. Right. But they had tattoos back in the Wild West. They did. And now it's time for you to get your own flesh desecrated in the name of Silverado. <sighs> what would my tat from this movie be, huh? Mine's pretty easy. Okay. You know that famous Aphrodite image of her, like, saying they were all beautiful, voluptuous with Linda Hunt in that position? Just, like, her as the goddess of all that is super hot. Sure, yeah, yeah. Linda Hunt on, on a, in a tattoo. There's probably not a whole lot of... But I'm sure there's more than one. There's got to be one of her character from that TV show you were talking about. The NCIS. Yeah. I'd get there's a scene I, there's a, there's a, in the in the cousin's house the sister's house when they're having a meal and they're kind of there visiting for the first time and you're you're meeting Augie for the first time mm-hmm. I mean you you get to meet Augie for the first time and it's a huge scene in this yeah. on the wall there's some hanging garlic a string of garlic I would get that on my arm like a and the perfect like photo like just the perfect rendering of that mm-hmm. just all the different shadowing and just the way it looks just mm-hmm. so so everybody would know that that's the string of garlic from Silverado yeah can I zoom in that was warding off vampires is that what you're thinking no. too no? zooming in uh-huh. the set dresser had put peppers up there and Kasdan lost his shit <laughs> do you ever I have you Do know I have a garlic wrangler. Now, I've been cooking a lot more than I used to, which was never. And I, I do cut up garlic a lot for the stuff I'm cooking. Do you, I know you are, you're a big, you're more of a cook than I am. You, do you ever hang, nail some garlic to the wall? Uh-uh, because you can't eat it from the wall. But you can pick them, you can pick it up a, a big garlic, what do they call them? Just clove? Clove. No, but clove is what they, a bulb, a garlic bulb with cloves in it. Is that yeah. what it is? Anyway. They call them a section. You could just pluck those off. But, you know, what I would be worried about, and I don't know if you have this fear, is if if you did that and you'd, you'd pull one and the whole thing would come off. That is a big problem. And it's just like it looks so good, and now it's just I have to keep re-nailing it to the wall. Speaking um, of, Amanda Weiss, he kept re-nailing her against the bar. Yeah, Amanda Weiss from uh, Night, is it Nightmare on Elm Street? One. The first one? Yeah. Is it the first? Mm-hmm. And she, what else was she in? Was she on Married with Children? Charles in Charge? I don't know. She's still, I think she's active on Twitter. Look, the film's ended. The credits have rolled. Okay. Now it's time to add a stinger. To oh, the yeah. End. Right. So what pops up after the credits? The good guys have won, right? Right. The film ends. Costner and Glenn are heading off into the sunset. Glover's going off with The fun his, set in, yeah, in this movie. Going off his sister. And Klein is now the sheriff. Yeah, he is. Silverado. Hanging out with Linda Hunt. You know something's going to burgeon. Well. Yeah. He's like, he doesn't even have to. 
you know, worry about it. Mm-hmm. So credits roll, and um, they've gone through all this effort to rescue Augie. Unfortunately, he has consumption and dies instantly. <laughs> you took mine. I was going to say he starts coughing. Tuberculosis. <laughs> I had to mention consumption, though. Cause of course. That a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was at the pharmacy today. I could not find any con- consumption medicine. You couldn't? No. The, the the scene was there's that, that beautifully lit cave that, you know, uh, speaking of convalescing uh, or consumption, but convalescing, um, another C word, I don't know why I related the two, where Scott Glenn was recuperating in this cave, this well-lit cave. One candle. Well-lit? Yeah, but one candle. And uh, beautiful. And camera zooms in to his bedside, and he had scrawled a, uh, a kind of a cave drawing of Roseanne Arquette with his poop. I don't know. This is horrible. I don't have anything. Photo but he, you know, he, does, he was concussed, so maybe you would do something yeah. crazy like that. Photorealist. Uh, <laughs> is that what you said? Yeah. He is a good. He's a good artist. I like the idea. Maybe let, let's make it less gross. He did. He 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 did a cave drawing with a, just a stone, a chalky stone. Yeah. That he dipped in. Then <laughs> <laughs> Glover walks in and he is smashing it to that image. <laughs> Guess you're better. So look, sequel's been greenlit to Silverado after all. Oh man, years. I wish. And you've got the coins. Right. How are you gonna make them count for a sequel? Huh. Huh. In all honesty, all four of the leads are still around. Mm-hmm. They should do a sequel now. Right. So th- the actors in their current age mm-hmm. reunite. And now it's during the Roaring Twenties. This takes place in the 1880s. So Roaring Twenties now. And Al Capone is kicking ass and they're furious. Okay. So they like, you know what? We should go stop crime. Take on Chicago. Danny Glover knows the town. Let's go take on Al Capone and fuck him up. Right. So they, they plan to do that. And and it's funny. There's a scene where they're riding into town and they pass Elliot Ness and Costner and they, they share a glance. <laughs> Holy shit. You favor one another. Right, yeah, yeah. But they're about to, and fucking lo and behold, spaceship zaps him up, takes him into space, all yeah. four. And Augie, who's now a grown man. <sighs> played by the same actor? Played by Matthew McConaughey. Oh, okay. And they go, and they fight fucking aliens. Oh, this is good. Yeah. Cowboys and, and aliens, yeah. That's a good well, no, idea. no. Great idea. They're, no, they are dressed in natty suits. Now, this is the 1920s. No more cowboy. Yeah. They are well-dressed in... You know, stripe, natty suits, huh? pinstripe, yeah, pinstripes. You know, right? They go out there, and the the, the aliens that kidnapped them forgot to bring weapons. You know, yeah. Well, so don't go long. Yeah, but this is good. It's perfect. Perfect. And, and, and guess what? Huh? Kazan returns. To is direct. he back? Turns out they they go to the cockpit. It's Mister Gay. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> From Dreamcatcher. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, yeah, was sharpening his skills on this movie so he can strut when he made Dreamcatcher. Uh, one of the finest. A movie, you, do you still like it? I do. I mean, it's, no, I know it's dog shit. It's bad. Yeah. But I enjoy it. I enjoy watching yeah. it. Where Thomas Jane talks into a handgun like it's a phone. And it is a phone. It works. And Duddis. I know. And Skedaddle. That's right, Skedaddle. <laughs> Aliens. Well, mine would be a prequel, Nick. It would be uh, Silverado Babies, right? <laughs> and so we would go that route. What's the Bugsy Malone route? Oh, what do you mean the route? So where you, it would be a whole Western, but, it, you know, toddlers or little kids, uh, you know, and playing adult roles, like just like Bugsy Malone, which is that the Jodie Foster Scott Baio movie? Am I okay, right? Okay, I haven't seen it. Where they have, like, you haven't seen it? It sounds like the worst thing imaginable. 
So it's like a it's a gangster that's a gangster movie where they instead of guns I think they shoot like cream pies and it's like a famous movie. I've seen the name, but I would never watch. That. I don't know if it's Bugsy Malone, but it's something like that. Yeah, it's kids playing. Yeah, anyway, Scott Baio's in it. So, but yeah, so you'd have that, and it would be the actors instead of just catch, casting young lookalikes, they would CGI them. They would be wearing green suits mm. and shrink them down. Anyways, you have Scott, you know, like a, a toddler Scott Glenn running around, for example, you know, and so yeah, and that would get in. It would be kind of their origin story. You know, sounds perfect. Yeah, it's good. I haven't thought of I haven't it's thought one of about the it too much. Ideas you've ever had, and you know, Larry Larry, Larry Kazan would come back and he would direct also- it like he's a five year old. <laughs> That's how he would get into it. You know, so I'm into this idea. I think it's good. I, I don't think I set a plot, but you can imagine where it might go. If you could ensure a baby Cleese, I'm sold. Baby Cleese is in okay, it, okay, cool. for sure. Yeah. Um, but more importantly, Baby Dennehy. How? Well, it's the powers of CGI, you know. Certainly Baby um, um, Glover, Baby... Who who else could we get it back, you think? Baby Arquette? Definitely. Chokes on one of the buttons. <laughs> Just, it sounds like we're saying something kind of naughty. She does have big buttons in this, and it right. sounds terrible, but it's true. Her... Yeah. She's got gigantic buttons They're on nice. her shirt. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then there's a scene in, in this movie that you're talking about where they slip. One of them slips. Yeah. Falls down. What you step in? Oh, it's baby Augie. Oh, yeah. Right. Because he's mm-hmm. just a, it's a money shot. Whoa. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. yeah so it's, it's weird to watch him slapping that <laughs> sperm into a green suit. <laughs> Not that weird. Oh. All right. Well, look, man. Money's under escrow and over it, and uh, you've been given the ability to have your own business related to Silverado. Wow. What shape does that investment take? Man, there's only I'm bringing covered wagons back for sure. Like that's the thing. There's so many covered wagons in this movie, and I, I would wouldn't that be great just to see? There's also round luggage or cylindrical. Luggage. There is. Yeah, we we did notice that. There's some round luggage in this. It looks like a a gigantic like Tootsie Roll with straps that someone's right. carrying on their shoulder. But eh, I would do covered wagons. Okay. Or, is that what they are? Like, yeah. is that what they're? What are they called? Covered, covered wagons, wagons or yeah. horse-drawn carriages? Is that another? Is it? Yeah, you can call. Not it really that. a carriage, I guess. But I would say covered wagon. I'd love to bring those back. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can do something where it can be an attachment to your car instead of a horse. You strap it to your car, and you could just be carting a. It'd be fun to have those, you know. Maybe yeah. to, look instead of just a normal like white canvas you could do a tie-dye yeah <laughs> advertisements on it yeah like you can have calvin pissing on like a different covered sure. wagon yeah yeah i don't know I'd, I'd bring those back i think that's a cool thing to to, to look by into. the way i was in miami last week this mm-hmm. past week and i was at an intersection uh behind a school bus right and right next to the school bus on the right was a truck mm-hmm. completely wrapped skinned with the words fuck joe biden <laughs> Right next to these school kids. Sure, yeah, yeah. Well, that's normal. That's normal behavior. So I you think. could do that with your wagon. You know, yeah. Do a political message or. I think there's, you know, that's. I mean, obviously, freedoms are going away, and yeah. you can't even do that. So. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I was furious when he um, got rid of all the debt for disabled people, the student loan debt of anybody who was disabled. I was fucking 
Don't take my loan away. It did away. say fuck Joe Biden. It didn't say, what, what's the one? Thank the you. Brandon thing? No. Underappreciated pasta wagon wheels. You've said this before. You This is a, a thing that you you must really love it. And I don't even think I've had those. It captures sauce in the spokes. <sighs> Have you ever served that? Because I've eaten at your house and you are. No, I'm not going to throw wagon wheel pasta out when I'm trying to, you know, cook. You you actually have eaten wagon wheel pasta recently? No, but I know I, I could still taste it. Can you my... buy it? I, I get yes. to shop all the time. I don't see it. Uh, if it's gone, I'm fucking furious. I'll tell you what, though. I'm uh, getting it. When I was sick recently. Mm-hmm. Um, after my booster shot. Right. Yeah, you're sick for a couple of days, yeah, which you're not I, used to. You're not used to being down and out. I think I probably had it. I think I probably had COVID. You think so? I think so. You I didn't test? I didn't test then, but I bet you I had it. But you were, and, I, and I got it the shot right after. But I don't think. I bet I, the, the I shot was, made so many people sick, man. Not I, not this bad. Stacy was out of work. for. My wife never gets sick. She was out of work for two days. Okay. Well, my boss out of work for three days. For okay, maybe so. One of the things that brought me back from... The Charon's embrace. Yeah, was. Do you remember those little those soups with the little stars in it? Of course, those are amazing. Ha- I haven't had that since I was a child, and right. it was restorative. Do you get Campbell's? I'm sure. And it was like chicken noodle with stars. It was like it was. Well, I mean, it was all. Yeah, I'm sure. But the That's stars incredible. were the dominant. You know, what's funny is when I, I went to. A, I used to hang out. I hang out with my high school friends from time to time, and we had like a mini reunion. Uh, just a handful of us, and one of the girls who I was friends with in high school, her husband. Did I tell you this before? I don't know. He's he's a uh, he's a scientist. Okay. He got he's Campbell's chef. Oh, that's amazing. He he's a chemist, and he is he's a chemist, and he, his job is he designs he creates the soups. Does he him. create new soups? Yeah, and he and he perfects the existing ones. So yeah, that's a chicken noodle soup. The one thing that throws me off with. Any chicken noodle soup is I hate cooked carrots. I can't I can't do cooked carrots in soup. And I know actually cooked carrots actually provide a lot of flavor. Yeah. I just hate the tech. I hate. I always. I can't eat them. I don't mind them if they're a little bit harder, but cooked carrots bother me. I got and they're upset. all over chicken soup. I got upset when I was at the grocery store because I went and bought more of those star pastas and ate it or the star thing after I was healthy. Again, yeah, you were, just yeah. to re- re- revisit. All of the chicken soup was gone, and I went to the fucking register, and there was a deadite there because they heard it's for the soul. It's a good I, joke. You're joking, but I, when I'm in the hospital with my little uh, condition, which is just a lovely, lovely time to be in the hospital, I'm, I can't ever eat until later. And then when they start letting me eat, they give me some beef beef broth. Mm-hmm. And I'm so hungry for it by that time. I love it. And I come back from the hospital, I grab a bunch of beef broth. Like, I'm going to fucking eat beef yeah. broth. And I never even crack a can. So I have a ton of that stuff. <laughs> It may come in handy in the not too distant future. Like this stuff is delicious. When that's all that's left. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So living in the post apocalypse, sucking on beef broth. Beef broth. That's it. That's the opening line to Jack and Diane. Sucking on a beef broth after the apocalypse. My coworker was talking, asking people this week, and this is so often you can just clap this, all this out. She's asking about somebody gave her bone marrow boats. I'd never heard that. I've had bone marrow food. Right. But what's a boat? I don't know. But it was like a, maybe a bone that was cleaved in half, and they called it a boat. Okay, maybe so. Yeah, that may be right. Uh, by the way, a little inside baseball. You know that whenever Justin says to clap something out, it is guaranteed to make it to hmm. the show. Um, uh, the listeners are in for a fucking treat then. So I've got, I'm having the Silverado Steakhouse chain open it up. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah, like freshly meated out. Like I'm going to, you know, the perfect cuts. The you know obviously like Longhorn a lot of steakhouses have a Western vibe sure but we're taking it to the hilt okay because this movie has probably about six too many tumbleweeds in it, it does have a lot of tumbleweeds but we have a end. tumbleweed steward 
that actually blows them through the building. Like we have we have like a guy hidden underneath like the the in in the booth uh-huh. in the chair. You're sitting on a guy with an air blower that you don't even know is there blowing tumbleweeds around the floor, and it's delicious. It has there's the 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 cheap liquor like in the movie, and then the high end shit. The good stuff, as Kevin Klein calls it, it's a wonderful experience for a family. Um, movies playing on the TVs, oh, music. Wow. Yeah. Um, uh, Kasdan has delivered uh, monologues that are played in little, you know, radios that are in each. Sure. Room. Yeah. Um, and then they look around. Every we do seatings, right? Mm-hmm. It's a communal. Every seating, we steal one kid who looks sort of like Augie. Oh yeah. And take him away. That's not never cheap. to return. Okay, yeah, that sounds like a interesting. So, kid, actually, family members would come there, yeah, crossing their fingers and the man. I hope. Oh yeah. So it's like it's like you know if you've been bad, St. Peter's going to take you away. Silver Rock Restaurant. Yeah, this time. Well, I got some suggestions. Assistant manager Gary will take you away. Are you taking suggestions for a business idea? Yeah. So you talking about blowing these tumbleweeds around with a blow air blower? I would suggest not doing that because that'll maybe blow things that you don't like things off the table maybe make the customer's legs cold right give somebody a miscarriage so i would suggest if you could somehow magnetize the tumbleweeds Ooh, is this a good idea yeah and then have them just kind of shoot across the room because they got this i don't know maybe you talk to the scientist guy that okay. you're acquainted with and then two, have the waiters only talk like larry kasdan that would disrupt from I Emmy. Mean, hey, maybe everybody in there has to talk like that works there. Even the be, hostess. That'd be like. Is this like the uh, the Bubba Gump Trip Company of Silverado? Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Except better, and uh, a kid gets ghosted. <laughs> a kid. Uh, every yeah. seating. Look, you're in the movie. Mm-hmm. You got added into the running time of Silverado. What, what shape does your performance take? Hmm, that's a good question. I'm a loiterer at the general store. Okay. You know, like you go to like a, you go to like a GameStop and there's always that nerd who talks too much to them and just camps mm-hmm. out there and bothers them. I'm that like that guy at right. the general store, looking at my watch, tapping it, staring down the the clerk. Where are the gummy bears? Because they're not because they got yet? They, they got like little they have like little peppermints. Right. And they've got like what are, what are some of the frontier candies? You know. Oh, uh, what are those little candy dots? On the wax paper, that's probably a big yeah, um, kind of nonpareil, whatever. Like those black are. licorice is yeah, probably like, back yeah, then. Yeah, a lot of licorice stuff, yeah. a lot of chewy. But mm-hmm. but gummy bears, Twizzlers are yet to be invented. I mean, uh, for Twix, forty years. Yeah, you're right. So I am like a fucking. I'm so ahead of my time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, where are the gummy? I was like, because you know, this movie has. There's a bear skin hanging outside of one of the stores. He's True. looking at that. He's like, that if that were gummy, I'd be in business. Like a gummy bear skin. And they're like, we don't know what gummy means. Yeah, you're so, right. You know, then we know what gunny is. You know, uh, we know what gum is, but gummy. You know, it's like it's like a gelatin. What about like, gu- what about gummy guns? Yeah, you and I might be able to the, for gun love in America. Gummy guns might be a huge thing. Yep, could get rich off that. Yeah, I feel guilty, but nation not till. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, yeah. go ahead. I'm sorry. And then and then you can have like gummy. Um, it's actually a parenting, gummy parents and gummy mental health. Yeah. But <laughs> and the sad irony is my character on his deathbed sure hears over the radio gummy bears have been invented as they ghost off into the night into that cold winter sure yeah yeah never got to eat one 
Oh, you mean he dies? And gummy... I, I died right right when gummy bears were without invented. letting without the gummy bear ever touching his his yeah, tongue, his yeah, taste buds. Yeah. Oh man, can you imagine? You you were so lucky to live in a time of gummy. You know, gummy. You can make a gummy anything in this world. I know and they do. I wonder what the worst gummy candy is. Oh, the, well, there's some pretty bad ones out there. Yeah. Um, my character, I'd be like a like just an over it. Like just, I'm so over this shit horse. You know, like I'm be. Like a horse is just standing there and like things are happening. Like someone tries to get on me or like, you know, a gunfight breaks out or I see like, you know, uh, Sam or um, Scott Glenn hitting on Roseanne Arquette or I see her big buttons and you just see me standing there just like, fuck, you know, yeah. oh, you got to be shitting me. You know, that like just everything is just pissing me off, you know, and I'm just just really just like always just painfully annoyed at the world. Mm-hmm. But I just look like every other horse in the film. Like there's this, you, you cannot tell. differentiate. You can't tell. But I really do think I'm kind of like I'm one of those people that have the attitude of like, this is really making me a noticeable and stick out yeah. that I'm just down on everything. You're like really a hello hoof. What? Yeah. And I'm like wearing a hoodie. You know, I'm just that kind of. <laughs> right. Just kind of, you know, hanging out. Someone drops a cigarette. On the, and I'm standing by it, like, like trying to be, because I'm, I get my hoof on it, like, like I, I can't get it to my mouth, obviously, right. but if I can touch it somehow, <laughs> I'm super cool, you yeah. know, and just over it. Here, I, you know, you see me roll my eyes because you hear this. And I, now everybody, you know, you hear Larry yeah. Kazan, and he can't even, I can't even with that voice, right? Yeah. Uh, and then he's trying to break his legs against anything he possibly can because he knows that to put him down. It's like trying to ram his leg into the everything just to... Oh, you think I'm suicidal? Not? Or are you just too cool? I'm definitely not suicidal. I want to live, you're, you're yeah. Too cool. I mean, annoyed at the world, but yeah. I don't want to yeah, check okay. out before my time. Yeah. Okay. Maybe you break your leg by accident and then mm-hmm. you, you know... Trying to grow sideburns. Like, this, the, the horse, uh, they have... Like, what's the... Give me the facial hair stitch on a horse. What's... Can they grow sideburns or a mustache? Can a horse have a mustache? It has a mustache. Yeah. Perennial. You think? And a beard. And dreads. I know you can do that. I'm just talking about it's... I guess if you wanted to give a horse a mustache, you just have to shave like a kind of a... a some hair off of its like over its Actually, the mouth. hair is very slight there, which is unfortunate because... You've tried this? Yeah. I haven't had enough time with horses. Have you ridden a lot of... You haven't. I haven't. I've, I love them so dearly, though. Well, Kevin Klein is like kind of kissing. He hit him in his horse. Like he I, loves this I, I horse. Was very he gets jealous back. of when he was kissing the mouth. And he's that nuzzling horse. that horse. Yeah, like he's very familiar with it. And um, there, there is no doubt in my mind, I would kiss my horse all over the time. Yeah, they're very kissable. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, you would kiss it all, not just the mouth area. You, I'd, I'd kiss a percentage of that horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give me a ballpark if you. I'd say nineteen percent of that horse would be kissed. Nineteen? Yeah, that seems low. This and is, would it be low? Like the percentage no, of the lower. I would kiss his knees for sure. I'd kiss uh, mm. the face all over the. The face would be the, but I'd kiss kiss like the back of it a little bit. But the thing is, the flies. I don't anywhere the tail has to swat flies. Uh-huh. I'm out. Yeah, yeah. Well, don't try to kiss my horse character. Yeah, not not into it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I'm gonna um, try to French kiss it. But... Well, that's um, been done. Yeah. Yeah, on God's green earth, people have French kissed a horse. <laughs> and that's I've done the, more than that. No. <laughs> There's videos. I know. Yeah. And that guy didn't that guy die? Yeah. Because he had sex with the horse? 
in that movie, right? The, he had a documentary about yeah. him or something. Was it? It was a documentary after he died. Right. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. like he didn't get fam- famous for the attempts, and that they did it afterwards. Uh, that's a good thing to, to get no, be known for. What was it that killed him? I think it was uh, probably pierced a. a it was horse organ. penis. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. have the horse. But it what was bro- kill what killed him? Did it break? It probably broke through a, a place. Yes. Okay. Yeah, he. <laughs> He, he didn't did get, not, like, a bad headache and died. Like, he went into something that wasn't supposed to, right? He poked through his, his uh, the wall of something inside. Correct. Okay, cool. Yeah. And it, um, and I don't, didn't see the documentary. I'm assuming that, yeah, uh, that just didn't work. Yeah. Well, guess and what? the worst way. That became the top horse. Yeah. Yeah, the top horse of mm-hmm. all time. Yeah. Dethroning th- Christopher Reeve's horse. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't is that that horse. I don't know its name. I mean, you think that you that would be etched in the public consciousness? Yeah. The name of the horse that one that killed Christopher I, and Reeve. And ironically, two, the horse's name was not Manfucker. Same horse. <laughs> <laughs> Did they have two strikes? <laughs> Can you imagine the worst horse in existence? Yeah. Did both of those? Yeah. There's um, another horse that did something great to somebody. Who else? Somebody else. Well, I mean, a lot of people died of. I know, but there's horses. another celebrity that horse hated. <laughs> Look, you're on an island. Yeah. You've been gathering debris all these many years from films, and now it's time to take something from Silverado. God. What are you going to put out there? That's a good question because I didn't think. I mean, I haven't thought of any of these, which will be hard to tell. I Do you have any ideas? I do. I have a good idea. Okay. I've taken. Okay. So, like, one thing we haven't discussed is what the audio sensory element of my island is mm-hmm. we've got a lot of items right not a lot of stuff that you can really identify with your ears yes so what oh, i've wow. done is i've gathered all the ricochet sounds from this movie and right you could wherever you're, you'll hear a weird ricochet in weird places like you know right. and it's just a neat thing it's a neat aspect you know? right you're, you go through a waterfall you know you hear like the ricochet or you know maybe you're like you're kneeling over um, a shattered body and doing a, doing a number two, yeah, or or that that's yeah. not what I call it. Or you know maybe you're like in my in my in my cabin, mm-hmm. you know maybe you're, you're just putting a towel around your neck and it makes a ricochet sound. Yeah, you're praising praising like a Denzel Washington John Lithgow movie and you hear a <laughs> with your wife's pubic hair. Yeah, like this. You can ping it around, all pinging around my island. Is you could the... actually hear it over on your island. Oh, yeah. Well, that's good. By the way, French word, right? Ricochet? I'm going to pretend it is. I, it sounds like it, yeah. yeah. we got to zoom in that hard. We're going to zoom in like this? I think you're right. Yeah, nice. I would take from this movie, there's a sign from the town that a guy hides behind. A lot. It called, and it says bed and breakfast. And I would take that to my island. And I would cross out and and paint four over and bed for breakfast. And then when you were like looking to see what's going on my island, I'd wait for you to look over and beside the sign, I'd have my my sleeping whatever I sleep on there. I haven't figured this out. Mm-hmm. And when I caught you looking, I'd mimic like I was eating my bed and pointing to the sign like I'm having my bed for breakfast. Um, I knew a girl in college. I was in a poetry course, and we would produce our own poems, by the way. Write our own poems. This girl wrote these very... Like, she was a friend of mine. I don't... Her name is Jennifer? I can't remember. Anyway, she would write these very sexual poems, and they would have food in them. Mm -hmm. She was my friend. I I just knew her in class. 
And so we all had to collect our works at the end of the uh, semester and title our work. And I suggest that she call her her volume or whatever, her collected poems, Bed and Breakfast, and she got mad at me. Cause, and I thought it was like, I still remember it as like, that's perfect. But I guess it was like she thought she was being very serious with her with her poetry, you know, and I, I thought I would give it a cute name and she did not take it. She called it fucking and eating, which was not, anyway, I take that sign. What did you call yours? I don't remember. I don't know if I ever, I can't remember. And they were great poems. I mean, come on, let's be honest. I'll read some on here. <laughs> I'll get them out. I'll, I'll, I'll get them out of storage. You guys want to hear Justin spit? <laughs> <laughs> Life, infinite. 